Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the VR2 on SI podcast. I'm your host, Jack Foster, as always, joined by VR2 on SI writer Jake Nichols, who is now done covering the SEC baseball tournament as it concluded today with the Arkansas Razorbacks defeating the Tennessee Vols 7-2 in Hoover. So, Jake, how's today watching the SEC tourney final game? Um, man, first, Jack, um, I think you've you've got to note the atmosphere, and Tennessee did that afterwards. But but the atmosphere was absolutely electric. You know, coming into that game, knowing that that it was the number one versus the number two seed, knowing that these teams had faced off in Knoxville, and that it was round number four between them. Um, you know, knowing the kind of the, the history between Dave Van Horn and Tony Vitello, and just knowing the power that both of these teams have you felt like it was kind of that um, regional, super regional, and maybe even college World Series atmosphere coming into this game. And the the flyover before the game, the flyover, excuse me, <clears throat> before the game that I tweeted was really the apex of that. It was just absolutely electric. And you, you really couldn't ask for anything better. Um, obviously, a, a Tennessee win, would have um, been a nicer way to, to put bow, a bow on things from our end. But, you know, um, otherwise you really couldn't ask for anything more as far as the atmosphere and just the electricity around the stadium was palpable um, before uh, first pitch. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, these two teams could obviously see each other again, maybe even right. in the College World Series. I mean, they've been so dominant all year. And uh, yep. everybody today in this podcast, Jake and I will be recapping the Arkansas-Tennessee game, of course and kind of looking ahead to what is in store for the Vols next. And uh, But before all of that, I want to tell everybody that this podcast is brought to you by Acker Travel Company by Dream Vacations. Looking to book travel this summer but don't want to do all the work? Contact our friends Beth and Price at Acker Travel Company and let them do the work for you. Acker Travel Company is currently sending you a $50 Visa gift card to book with them. 50 bucks. I mean, what's there to lose? Give them a call now and find that dream vacation. All right, Jake, so getting into today's uh, final game of the SEC tournament, just straight up, what happened today? What went wrong for the balls? You know, why'd they lose? Um, frankly, you know, firstly, um, I think that Tennessee was outpitched, first of all. Um, you know, um, you look at the way that Arkansas was able to handle things from the mound and the way that uh, – that, the, the Hogs were just able to kind of keep the foot on the gas pedal the whole way from the mound and at the plate. Um, obviously, Kevin Copps gave up that homer to Pete Durke, but after that, I think you really saw him zone in on Tennessee and really finish things off. But Tennessee also really struggled from the mound, and that's kind of the main reason why I said outpitch, just because I think that the Tennessee's pitching plan really went awry early today. You saw several substitutions after Will Heflin was taken out and after Heflin was taken out, in my opinion, too late. Um, but the the Vols really looked like they were kind of grasping at straws, you know, from a bullpen point of view at the end there and just trying to, to try to find some kind of consistency. You saw, you know, um, Elijah Pleasance, Will Mabry, Kirby Connell, those are um, – you know, those are just a, a few of the names of the guys that right, we saw. Yeah. Jason Racker is a few of the names of the guys that we saw later on in that game after Heflin went, I believe, 4.2 innings. So, you know, that's that's four to five different guys that you saw in the last 
four to five innings of work, really. Um, right, yeah. So, it was actually, you know, it, was, it was six total with Sean Hunley and McLaughlin, too. So that, That's you know. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they brought in Hunley at the end as well. That's right, and then McLaughlin. But uh, but yeah, it was um, just like I said, just kind of grasping at straws there from a Tennessee pitching point of view, and and looked like Tennessee looked like Arkansas, excuse me. On the other hand, really had control. Obviously, um, they did with cops, but but also just all together. And then also, um, Tennessee really wasn't able to capitalize on those. Uh, those opportunities that they've been able to earlier on in this tournament. You know, you saw in the third inning, whenever um, they had the bases loaded after Liam Spence got on and then Max Ferguson flies out to center to end the inning. And when, when the ball came off the bat right there, you could hear the gasp in Tennessee fans below us as they thought that Ferguson had just broken this one wide open. You know, what if, if he had hit that <laughs> ball long or if he had hit it over the fence, it would have been a grand slam and a, and a five nothing lead. But instead, yeah. um, Arkansas closes the inning, uh, forces Tennessee to leave three stranded and then goes back and immediately gets an RBI um, from Jalen Battles to tie the score at one to one. So. You know, you saw those missed opportunities all day for Tennessee. And again, I think it goes back to uh, to the pitching as well. Yeah, yeah. Just going off the pitching. So you said it was kind of grasping at straws for the balls. You think that's what it was rather than uh, some sort of strategy by Tony Vitello? Um, it, it looked like that at the end, honestly, just because um, it seemed like they were trying to work through so many different guys just to get something to connect and you know looked like they may have gotten something there with um with milbert will mabry and rackers but um just seemed like every time you looked down that there was somebody else coming in from the bullpen yeah for sure and um you know today wasn't really about inches as you know tony vitello always claims these games are which they have been i mean given you know he's right but uh five runs yeah. is quite a bit so what does Tennessee need to improve on as their horse historic season will continue, you know, maybe improve more on the offense against the juggernaut team. I know you've mentioned the bullpen, obviously, but were the batters nervous at all? Timid? What did you see at the plate? I didn't, I didn't really see any timidity. I just, I don't know. I, um, it, it's really hard to, to describe exactly what happened because I, I don't think it was timidity because Tennessee finished with nine hits. They finished with one more hit than Arkansas had actually. And yeah, so, just... you know, you saw them put the ball into play, but I think it kind of goes back to, to what I was saying before that, that they weren't able to take advantage of those opportunities that left so many guys on and weren't able to bring them across. And I think that was really uh, what did it. And that's also obviously a testament to, the way that Arkansas was able to shut things down after Tennessee did get runners on that, that the Razorbacks never panicked, that they, you know, were able to maintain control. And you saw that from Kevin Copps too, after Pete Durkay's Homer, that he regrouped quickly and just absolutely took off from that point on through the rest of the game and shut down the balls to, uh, to close it out. Yeah. I mean, these Raz this Razorbacks team just showed that their bullpen is that good and I think that yeah. their ability to close out the innings was vastly better than the ball's ability. And that was probably the difference, uh, yeah. you know, in today's game. So, uh, you know, you were in Hoover, you were watching it firsthand. How much of a factor did the atmosphere play in the results of today's game, if at all? 
Um, I, I don't think it played a huge factor because it looked like there was more orange than uh, I think it's technically, I, I would say red, but I think Arkansas's color is technically cardinal or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, there was more, there was more orange and red than, than red in Hoover, but um, obviously the balls did not come out on the right side of that. But I will say to Tennessee fans credit and, and Tony Vitello noted this too, and, and thanked fans for coming out, you know, thanked them for the atmosphere they created and said that this kind of whets the appetite a little bit for what we could see next week for the regional in Knoxville, which was just announced, you know, I think about an hour ago that the Tennessee officially will host a regional in Knoxville. And the guys talked about that as well, that, um, that, you know, having that opportunity to host a regional when in 2019, they were just excited to make one is a world of difference that tells you how much improvement these guys are looking to make each year that Tony Vitello is at the helm of this program. But yeah, going back to what you said about the atmosphere today, um, I don't think it played a huge part. I think that more of it was just the guys on the field that Arkansas was able to get those shutdowns and the Tennessee wasn't able to take advantage when moments came. But whenever those moments did happen for Tennessee on those rare came put across the plate for that one nothing lead. And then whenever um, on a lesser extent, whenever Pete Durkay hit that solo shot to make the score four to two Tennessee fans erupted and, and just made their presence felt big time. But by the same token, whenever Arkansas got rolling and especially whenever um, in the eighth and ninth innings, whenever the fans in the Arkansas or in Arkansas red could start to, to taste that first championship in Razorbacks program history, you could really tell the difference. The, the woo pig Stewie was uh, definitely going nonstop in Hoover Metropolitan Stadium when that happened, obviously much to Tennessee fans' chagrin, but it really seemed like more um, beforehand that the anticipation helped create that electricity, but then as the game wore on, obviously, as is the case in all sports, the action on the field really helped create that atmosphere. Right, yeah, I'm sure, and you know, this Arkansas team was just the juggernaut today led by, you know, battles. He was, he had a sensational performance. Um, so it's just a, you know, applaud the Vols for their performance in this tournament. We're not saying, you know, that they did bad or anything. This Arkansas team's just really oh, good. The Vols had a great tournament, great outing for sure. Yeah. And, and that's, that's also one thing that I wanted to note, you know, that they're um, obviously today did not end the way that Tennessee fans wanted, but you can go to, to my column and you can go read the transcripts of the press conference to see that there are so many more positives. So, it's so many high. more positives yeah. to take from this, uh, from this week than negatives from today. Uh, for starters, obviously going back to the history, Tennessee made its first SEC tournament championship game today since 1995. That alone tells you um, just how much improvement Tennessee has made in four short years, um, three if you're only including the years of SEC play under Tony Vitello, and just the, the remarkable um, turnaround that Tennessee has seen under his tutelage, but also just the, the fact that the Vols lasted this long. You know, this is not the same team. We did not see the same team today that lost three to two in Alabama or, or they lost three to two to Alabama, excuse me, earlier this week. Obviously, right. after that happened, Tennessee just goes on a tear. And yeah. 
going into today, they had outscored those opponents, Alabama, Mississippi State, and Florida on that 3 nothing tear, 27-2. to two. And so that just tells you the mode. firepower <laughs> behind – that just tells you the firepower behind this offense and just what this team can do whenever they really get rolling. And it's also a testament to what they've said time and time again and what they've said today about going into regionals next week, that they're not focused on what happened before. They're looking ahead, looking on to that next task, and they have that ability to bounce back, to clear their minds, and to focus on what's next. And it's really remarkable to see and uh, really a testament, like I said, to to what Vitello has done to change the mindset of this program in Knoxville. So there are a lot more positives than negatives to take away. A lot of young guys got their first taste of postseason experience, of playoff experience, and of an atmosphere that, according to Vitello and according to the players, that made you ready to run through a brick wall, like I mentioned with, with that flyover and the moments beforehand. So yeah. this, this week did so much for telling this program what it can do in a short stretch and when put up against the wall. And, and that answer is a lot, that this program can do so much in a short time with the, the guys on this roster and with the mindset that they, get, that they take into each game. So that should bode very well for next week. And like it or not, teams that face Tennessee still, even after this and even after a loss, the way this team puts things behind them, teams should be very afraid coming to Knoxville next week oh uh, yeah for sure and um you know just I wanted to add this here another great representation of how well the Vols played in the tournament you know leading they have four players on the all SEC tournament team it's more than any other team with uh Connor Pavoloni, Camden Sewell, Max Ferguson and Luke Lipsius so you know hell of a run for the Vols uh in this tourney and like you said heads should definitely be held high but you know before we close out here I kind of want to look ahead for what is to come for the balls. Obviously we've got the regional being hosted at Lindsey Nelson stadium. Uh, do you think the falls need to particularly focus on anything, you know, going into the regional? I know you mentioned the bullpen of course, but anything else that you can add? I think they need to focus on what they did in those three games before today, that um, taking advantage of those opportunities, because you saw in that rematch against Alabama in the Mississippi state win and in the one, um, even over Florida, even though the hits in that one were, you know, uh, less timely than before, that um, that at least in the blowouts, that Tennessee was able to just get going so fast and take advantage of those opportunities so quickly. They got so many runners across um, in that Alabama win, which was, you know, 11 nothing. They had 11 RBI. So that tells you that every single run that, that – um, that it came off of, you know, somebody else bringing another in. And so that tells you how much opportunity they were able to take advantage of there. And um, so I think they really have to focus on that and, um, and just trying to make sure that whenever you get a guy on base, make sure that he stays on base and gets home. All right. Yeah. Well, Jake, I appreciate your insight. It's always a pleasure doing these baseball pods during this tourney and uh once the regionals come of course omaha comes later on down the road assuming tennessee is a part of that we'll be on here again for you all but yeah man thank you so much for hopping on uh with me here tonight and i hope you had a wonderful week covering the balls and their electric performances man it was an absolute pleasure and it was it was so 
much fun. Like I said, uh, more positives than negatives to take away from Tennessee, but also so many more uh, positives than negatives to take away from me as well. It was an absolute blast, and each of these teams made it worth it, especially with a Tennessee team that is not afraid of anybody. Oh, yeah, of course. And um, everybody, as always, be sure to keep up with FBR2 on SI on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up with all things Vol Sports. Give Jake a follow at jnichols underscore 2121 and myself a follow at Jack Foster TV. Also, be sure to take a look at the Saturday Football Pod if you haven't yet already. And this podcast is in store for a new episode on Saturday, as always. Matt and myself, for Jake Nichols, I'm Jack Foster. We will catch all of you wonderful people very soon.